Flavors and Knowledge is a bilingual podcast focusing on gastronomic education in relation to a healthy lifestyle through Food First. Our philosophy carries a moral obligation of sharing sensible knowledge to generate social awareness. Podcasts are in English with an accent and Italian. Dear friends, welcome back. This is Chef Walter with another episode of Flavors and Knowledge. The topic today is the tale of the seven fishes. And during the Christmas time, of course, this is more than appropriate. We commonly refer to it as the Feast of the Seven Fish, and it reappears every year during the Christmas holidays, specifically the night of December 24th. There is a ritual that Italian Catholics in the United States especially enjoy profusely every year. It's called La Vigilia, the vigil, a solemn awaiting time spent with family and friends for the arrival of Jesus. And for sure, we did not inherit this noble culinary practice from our motherland. Besides, it does not even list anywhere in the Catholic liturgical calendar. During this time, many of the culinary delights we prepare have a spiritual connection that represents our faith through food. Catholics often prepare certain cookies just on Easter. Other specialties are offered exclusively during Lent, many of them solely on Sunday or other critical family gatherings. However, I wonder what would make the Church decide that we should consume seven fishes on the eve of the birth of Jesus. Not eight, not four, but just seven. I've heard many different versions through the years, many of them wrapped in pagan mythology, without, of course, foundations or any logic, but merely a product of human exaggeration and business savvy. Seven days in a week, seven sacraments, seven children in a family, seven whatever else someone decided to fabricate. The Catholic Church only suggests that on the eve of Christmas, in preparation for our Messiah's arrival, Catholics all over the world indulge in a diet of magro, which means nearly lean foods. Consuming such specialties symbolizes the renouncement we all offer to the Lord on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Day, however, the opposite happens. We celebrate the arrival of Jesus with the consumption of elaborate foods, rich in flavors, and we glutton passionately through our sweets to participate in the memorable event. For instance, in Campania, in the southern portion of the country, eel is consumed, usually fried or stewed with a light tomato broth and bay leaves. The Campani folks preferred a female gender, which is called Capitone, much fatter and oily. 
The ill consumption represents the destruction of evil in our souls, as Satan biblically appears in a serpent form. In Umbria, central Italy, for instance, the serpent appears in a sweet delicacy format, and it's called Serpentone from Todi. And, by the way, Todi is a small town in Umbria. Almonds and egg whites are blended with sugar, then they are shaped in a snake's form, and ultimately baked. In the northern regions of the country, fish hardly appears, because it was never part of the holiday menu throughout the centuries. In the area of Abruzzo and the eastern central shores, we consumed big pasta with crepes, perhaps a soup, stewed legumes, and boiled chestnuts. As a fish, octopus often takes center stage or maybe stuffed mussels. If consuming fish on Christmas Eve gives us the feeling of abstinence, when did we decide to buy lobsters? shrimps, scallops, salted cod, clams, etc., which come, as you know, with a hefty price. It is hardly a sacrifice when we indulge in costly food on a night when the celebration is not about food, but on a sacred arrival which often becomes, unfortunately, secondary. It has become a ritual for our cultural fabric that other non-Catholics adhere to not for the religious meaning, but for displaying culinary abundance. It has become so much of a business that establishments are open to accommodate those who believe that the Catholic Church wrote this as a food holiday, and that the magic number is seven. If you do not desire the banning from participating in the sacraments, please stay within the seven number. There is no same menu, and if you ask about 10 American Italians, you will get 10 different food compilations based on their own family traditions. It is really hard to believe that on the eve of Christmas, the Holy Father Francis will gather with all the cardinals in the Vatican refectory and will indulge in fried bacala, snail salad, stuffed quahogs, fried capitone, and spaghetti will lobster diavolo. Then they will probably move near the fireplace and enjoy some roasted chestnuts followed by a luscious limoncello. Well, dear friends, that's not going to happen no time soon. However, regardless of how it gets started, it is still a fantastic way to celebrate this solemn religious event. Indeed, we all have the right to celebrate with whatever food we like. But always keep in mind that it is a tradition created by the immigrants in the new assimilation of America and the dining habits of this country, and perhaps additional folkloristic habits, such, for instance, as Thanksgiving and the 4th of July, where we grill just about everything, right? Lastly, if you happen to be in Italy on your travel, visiting the Vatican seven times ought to be the only thing to do. And while standing at midnight in Via della Conciliazione, staring at St. Peter's Cupola, hidden behind the darkness, you will probably wonder if eating seven fishes is really that important. 
I want to thank you for listening to Hear Flavors and Knowledge on this episode about the history of the seven fishes and how it became so popular, especially here in the United States. Please follow Flavors and Knowledge on Anchor.fm or any of your preferred platforms. If you happen to be on YouTube, seek for Chef Walter's Cooking School page, where you will be seeing a variety of different video casts compressed but always food-related in education purposes. If you are in the kitchen today, tonight, and of course this weekend during Christmas, keep your eyes on the fire, and whether you cook seven fish or just one is really not that important. What remains is the family gathering and the spiritual connection that we have with each other. We'll reconnect on the next round with another wonderful episode. So long, stay well, and be safe. Ciao, ciao. Flavors and Knowledge is brought to you by Chef Walch's Cooking School in Cranston, Rhode Island. For classes, workshops, events, and programs, please visit our website at chefwalterscookingschool.com. For all other services offered by Chef Walter's Food Group, check out our main website, chefwalter.com.